podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. All right, and I'm here this evening with uh, Louis Ragoni. Hi, Dolphin fans. And Jim Johnson. Hello, everybody. What we've, what we've done this week is, is uh, again, we relied on some of our listeners to uh, kind of throw us their concerns uh, heading into training camp. So uh, they've, they've gone ahead and, and given us some things to talk about. That You know, there's uh, camp starting today, which was nice. Uh, everybody was all excited to see how Tua did. And, you know, there wasn't much action in, <laughs> in the first training camp uh, practice. But, uh, you know. At least they got the pads on. They got to go through the motions a little bit, get some excitement going, and uh, uh, a couple of nice passes. I guess uh, Grant looked good today, and a couple of other guys looked good. So, you know, it is what it is. It's the first practice. I wouldn't get overly excited about it. But uh, it's good to see them back out on the practice field. For sure, for sure. I th- I think football might actually happen, huh? It's possible. <laughs> Well, it, it, you know, it's a step forward, right? They're on yeah. the field. So it's something, uh, you know, that, that was always a big question in everybody's mind. Uh, it's a little bit delayed, obviously. It's a little different than what we're used to. I mean, no preseason games, and we're in the middle of August. I mean, usually we're getting jacked up at this point, you know? Um, you know, watching games every Friday night and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of... Yeah, it kind of sucks to an extent, you know, that we're not able to evaluate these guys in our own eyes, so to speak. But it is what it is. You know, we're going to have to cope with it and, and, you know, go to the flow, go with the flow, you know. Well, there was a little bit of video today, Lou. And, uh, you know, uh, to me, Josh Rosen, I think, had the best day of the quarterbacks. But, uh, (laughs) you know, but Uh that that tells you, you know, it's the first practice. So (laughs) we'll see what happens as we go along here. Right. Uh, now, yesterday, I guess, uh, the Dolphins released safety uh, Adrian Colbert, and uh, some people were concerned about that. Now, you know, they gave him some money, I guess a half a million dollars, to uh, guarantee that, you know, be here this year. And uh, the team decided, for whatever reason, it, it wasn't working out, and they parted ways. Trust the coaches. That's all I can tell you. You're right. You know, they know something we don't, so... We hope they do. Well, I think they do. <laughs> I, I really have confidence in these guys, don't you? Yeah, I do. I it's do. just a whole different feel. It's a whole different feel. Now, you know, this season is going to tell us a lot going forward, but uh, I just feel like these guys have it together. Yeah, I just have to wonder if if he brought Flores the wrong flavor coffee or what happened to uh... – yeah, what what ticked it off? Yeah, yeah some, what something did? Yeah, what? You know, yeah, what what tipped over the apple cart? You know, you know they went from giving him a lot of money in March and, and deciding you know he wasn't going to work out in in uh, August. So you know something happened. You know maybe his attitude was bad. Who knows? It could be a hundred different things. Uh, but anyway, so let's get into some of these questions. 
Sure. Um, and basically what they were asked is, what is their biggest question heading into camp besides the offensive line? And I think we still got an offensive line question in there. But anyway, here it goes. Uh, one of the guys asked, is Chan Gailey's system too outdated for today's game? And uh, Lewis, I'll let you have a crack at that one since you're not a big Gailey fan. <laughs> well, we'll see. I told you what my concerns were last week. You know, I don't want a conservative type offense, you know, to where I know, I know he likes running the football, but, uh, you know, in situations where we have to get aggressive, I don't want to just continue to run the football just because he's got that type well, of mentality. That it's he said balance. The word he used was balance. Yeah, well, we'll see, Mike. You know, we'll see. I, I'm I'm a firm believer in every game's different, and if you got to throw the ball 40, yep. 40 times one week to win a football game and then the next week throw it 10, then so be it. So – you know, I, I like the coaches that adjust week to week. I don't like the coaches that come in with a specific philosophy and they stick to it regardless of the situation. And I know to an extent you have to do that. Uh, execution is the key. But, um, you know, with, with, with this roster, let's go that route, with this roster where you don't have a dominant offensive player as of yet, at least one hasn't developed, we could have one or two develop this season, including a new quarterback. But, you know, with, with that being said, you know, you have to adjust week to week. And, and that goes on both sides of the football. You know, it's not only with Gailey. I don't want to get into the defense, but, you know, it's the same thing on the defensive side. So I don't know. I mean, it remains to be seen. You know, I've made it known I'm not a big fan of his. I never really was. Um, but, you know, he's our coordinator now, so I have to deal with it, and uh, and hopefully he does a great job. Well, you know, we saw the Titans and the Ravens run pretty old-school offenses last year, and they both had success with them. So my answer to this person would be, no, it's not outdated for today's game. What you need is, you know, players to make plays, and if that happens, the offense is going to work. Right. Players have to execute. There's yeah. no question about it. I mean, that's 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 the base right there. And then from there, then you can throw all kinds of different things in. But uh, you know, again, you know, it's 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 a philosophy and a frame of mind. Let's just hope that you know he he can adjust. He's going to be all right. Trust me. Okay. How long will it take the offensive line to gel, Jim? <laughs> Uh, that's a good question. We, we've we've got we've got a lot of young guns on that line that we drafted and we've brought in uh, with no preseason games and very little padded practices. Uh, it's going to take probably to about the fourth game of the season, I would predict, before they're basically on the same page and communicating well and and starting to really make progress as to be a good cohesive offensive line yeah i mean how long did it take last year guys <laughs> well it, it, it never happened last year because we kept rotating players uh and again that, it's about players making plays it right? doesn't change it, exactly you know it, it, execution is 95 percent of it and and if players can't uh block their man or or you know, push a guy one way when the, when the play calls for it, then the whole thing is dead. So you know, people have to make plays, no matter how small that play or insignificant it may seem. You've got to do that assignment. Yep. Yeah, I mean that they have 
an ability to go out there and have a nice starting five to where they should be able to gel at least halfway through the season. Four games, Jim, that may be a little bit of a stretch, in my opinion. I agree with you, Lewis. But, um, you know, halfway through the season – we should see them getting a little, you know, a little bit better and some cohesiveness there. Listen, at the second half of last year, they actually did a really, really good job pass blocking in, in a lot of the football games. Um, you know, you, you can attribute that to Fitzpatrick and his ability to escape the pocket and to make plays even when he got pressure on him. But uh, when you're throwing the ball 40-some-odd times a game, which they did quite often in the second half of last season – the offensive line has to do some blocking, and they did. I thought they did a very adequate job in regard to that. Now, the running game was a complete, you know, different situation, and, uh, you know, they didn't have the horses to run the race there. So that that attributed to the situation. But, you know, I think that, you know, probably halfway through the season we're looking at, you know, before they start really playing some decent football in regard to the offensive line play. That's That's my thought. Next question is uh, the defensive backs are going to have a battle at both the slot and safety positions. And uh, who do you think might win those jobs? You know, the, the slot is kind of the, the, the catch-22 for me. I really don't know who's going to step into that. I mean, uh, we saw Eric Rowe play some slot last year. We saw him playing in some safety. Uh, you know, you got Bobby McCain that did some slot work. I really can't say who's going to step up. I mean, we've got we've got Nick Needham who's been floating around. Uh, we drafted uh, Ignagonagi. Uh, I I, I, I Benogany. Ignagony. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but he's probably going to be an outside guy. So, but Flores has been moving uh, slot guys into safety and and safety into the slot and moving guys all around. So. I really can't predict who's going to step up to the plate. It's all about which guy decides this is this is where I'm going to live. And once a guy takes a hold of the reins at a position, then it's difficult for others to take it away. So it's it's a matter of who's going to step up rather than who's going to get plugged in. Well, I think I, I do think that Roe is going to be at safety, and I, I think that McCain is probably going to be at the other safety unless the rookie beats him out. Now, as far as the slot. There's a lot of options. Uh, Jamal Perry could go there. Igbenogany can go there. Uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah, Needham. Nick Needham, sure. I mean, listen, listen th- the thing is this, is that the one thing that we have in that secondary is flexibility. And I can tell you this, with, with Rowan McCain being ex-cornerbacks, all those all those parts are interchangeable depending on who you're going up against. Um, you're going against a team that has that uses a lot of double tight ends, like a team like Baltimore. They do do that. They have you know they have some uh, a good group of tight ends there, and there's a few other teams that do that as well. Uh, you know the thing about our secondary is is that they have guys that are versatile, and I don't. You know, I don't think it really makes a difference. I don't think you're going to see the same guy playing the same position at times. Um, I think there's some depth there, uh, you know, with Needham and, um, you know, the the kid that we brought in, Igbenanehi. What is his name? Igbenanehi. You're close. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with him and, uh, you know, Brandon Jones, 
being drafted at the safety. There's a lot of interchangeable parts. The good thing is, is that we got two solid corners on the outside. And as long as they're healthy and you'd mix in these other guys wherever they may mix in, I think we're going to be perfectly fine regardless of who's playing the position. All right. I agree with you guys. Can we build upon the success of last season, especially the last six games of uh, last year? Well, that depends on Fitzpatrick, doesn't it? <laughs> no, wow. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But I mean, he's a big factor. The quarterback play is going to be a big factor. It was last year, and it will be this year. You know, in regard to whether we go forward or not, it starts there. It starts with the offensive line getting better. I mean, the fact that we won as many games as we did last year with the offensive line and the defense we had says, says a lot. Of, and they couldn't run. Right. It's a, well, that, that goes back to my point in regard to the quarterback position. I mean, some of those games were single-handedly won by, you know, some quarterback play that was just over the top. And uh, and some pretty good receiver play. And, yep. and Yeah, exactly. The receivers obviously had to make plays as well. But, again, you know, it falls on the quarterback and the defense has to improve. There's no question about it. I look at that question as, as can we build on the last part of the last season? Uh, I, I'm not sure we can even really consider starting from last year because, you know, we talk about roster turnover. You know, last year we turned over like 40% of the roster or more. Uh, this year we're probably 30%. We've got a lot of new bodies, so we're not really building per se off of what we did last year rather than kind of a, a it's another restart so we've got to get that offensive line going uh, can we be better than we were last year i think so but it's liable to be a little bit ugly in the beginning yeah i tend to agree with you i, I don't think we're building on the success of last season because exactly for the reason you said there's been a lot of turnover so you know Every day is a new day, and you're just trying to get better every day, like the coach says. I mean, it's really as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the linebackers, about the, the two safeties that we just discussed. I mean, these guys were there. I mean, there there was some foundation built, and they, we're going to depend on these guys this year. Defense more than offense. Obviously, the receivers, you know, and Gasicki has to build on his season. So. I mean, there was a foundation set, and these guys all have to build off to what they off of what they did last year. Um, now, uh, not to the extent that uh, you know we, we can expect them to win ten games, but uh, there's a foundation now on this team, and these guys have to improve. You know, the guys I just mentioned across the board, the linebackers are key to this team because they're both still very young guys, and they they have to take a step up. Or else, you know, we're going to be right back to square one. So all these guys have to build on the guys that are returning. Wilkins, Gotchow, those guys as well. I mean, they, they have to they have to step it up. They have to. Yep. You got McMillan and Gotchow in contract here. So uh, yeah. if they don't step it up, they won't be here. Right. How long do you think it'll take for the rookies to make an impact with this uh, screwed up offseason? Yeah. Uh. It, it, that's a crapshoot. You know, the offensive linemen, we want to see make an impact immediately, but I don't think we're going to see that. Uh, you know, the, the rookies that that are going to shine early or, you know, maybe one of the defensive guys that can come in and, and make some plays, 
uh, and get in a stat sheet and get in a highlight reel, uh, you know. But as far as rookies go, it's 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 hit or miss. We didn't really draft a you know a number one receiver or a guy that's really going to make some splash plays out there. Uh, you know, other than our quarterback who may not get much playing time, you know. Uh, first, second, third rounders are, are offensive linemen, and, and they're not going to make a bunch of splash plays. We just got to hope they play well as a unit. Well, I mean, if, if uh, you know, the linemen come in and make an impact, uh, that's going to help. And, and, you know, the question is, can they win a starting job throughout camp? And if they can, uh, then we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I think that, it, you know, with COVID and all that nonsense and the, the restrictions on their practice and, and all that, I, I that's got to affect the team. I mean, it's got to. So, you know, it's not quite as easy to learn, you know, in a, in a classroom environment. You really got to be out there and running the plays and understanding, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and all of that. So, I do think it'll take a little longer than usual for most of them. Uh, I would not be surprised if we don't get a significant contribution from some of the rookies this year. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you guys, but I think Igbionahi. Igbinogany. Igbinogany. Benogany. Let's yeah. just call him Noah. How's that? We Go we ahead. struggle with one guy every year, and this is going to be the guy. Uh, I think he's a guy because he's just a pure athlete. I think he's a guy that's going to be a you know a player that makes the most impact early on in regard to the rookie class. I think he's going to be a guy that is going to be out there. He's going to get playing time, and he's going to make plays. Um, you know, in regard to the offensive line, you guys mentioned them and, you know, the, the fact that they're not going to get a lot of uh, playing time and a lot of uh, exhibition games underneath their belt. But if you look at the competition there, uh, uh-huh. you know, they, <laughs> they've they got opportunities. They stand the chance, yes. They, they've got opportunities to step right in. Now, they may not be as productive as we want them to be early on, but they have the easiest path to a starting position. So... With that being said, you may see a little bit of impact from one or two of those guys. Our number one draft pick, and uh, you know Austin Jackson, and um, uh, the other kid. Oh God, I can't think of his name right now. Hunt. Hunt. Yep. Yeah. Hunt. Yeah. Hunt. So, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe Kindley. You never know. They, they spoke yeah. well of Kindley's uh, play today in the, the uh, in the practice. practice. Yep. Oh, I know, but hey, they they still <laughs> spoke well of him. So that you didn't yeah. hear some other names mentioned. So that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, we want these guys to come in and, um, you know, I, I want to see them out there day one. Now, whether that's going to happen, I don't, you know, or not, I don't, I have no idea, but I would love to see all of our number one and number two draft picks out there on day one and just getting some experience under their belt, you know? So we'll see. All right. How do you see the uh, quarterback competition going, Jim? Well, you said after today that Rosen looked, looked the best of the three. That tells me that Ryan Fitzpatrick was resting and uh, Tua, Tua, Tua wasn't given the, the full green light or something. But uh, Well, he, he really wasn't. They, they did a lot of running yeah. and, then, you know, yeah. that type of stuff. Right, and so. Rosen wasn't social distancing either. He was probably working out every day with a bunch of other guys, and, you know, that's why he's ahead of everybody else. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, just, I just can't buy into all of the, all of the hype 
uh, early on about what a quarterback competition is all about. And, uh, you know, Rosen's had a couple of years to prove himself, and he hasn't been able to do it with two different teams. So the chances of that happening are very small, in my opinion. Well, you he's know, not going to do it here. Or they wouldn't yeah. have drafted Tua. It's that I, simple. Agreed. And, uh you know, they just want to see what Tua is going to do out there. I did see some video highlights, and he, he was moving around very well. His cuts were sharp. His you know his footwork was good. And I was, to be honest with you, I was excited to see how well he moved around back there. So that was good to see. He uh, keeps telling you he's healthy, Jim. You don't believe him? No, I don't. No, I believe, believe, believe none of what you see and only half of, you know, the rest of it. But uh, it's, it's – Something like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. half of what you hear and, you know, right. all that. Uh, but, you know, you just can't buy into it until you see more of it and on a consistent basis. Fitzpatrick's going to be our starter, uh, and Tua's going to come in when Tua comes in. So – I'm just, you know, happy to let it play out however it however it goes. Yeah, I I, I wish people would just chill out on the QBs. Let, let everything just take its own natural time and, and let it happen when it happens. Right. I mean, th- there's a possibility that you may not even see Tua if Fitzpatrick fails. I mean, you may very well see Rosen come in. Well. In, in front of him early on in the season. It's possible. It's yeah. very possible. Yeah. I, I mentioned mean, that last week. I got yelled at. Oh, yeah? Okay. By who? You guys. Oh, did we? Yes. Yeah. I'm saying that I, I don't want to see that, obviously. Oh, I know you don't. I mean, but it, it's a it's a strong possibility. I mean, you don't want Tua going in behind an offensive line that is not playing well if, in fact, that's the case early on. So, yep. But we got a perfect situation there. We've got a veteran. We've got uh, you know a, a big, big-time rookie. And we've got a guy that's got a couple of years under his belt. He's got some starting experience. So you can't ask for a better situation in regard to quarterback right mm-hmm. now, you know, regardless of what happens. Yep. You went off on me. I said, uh, you know, yes. Fitzpatrick struggles and uh, – uh, Tua isn't ready, and Rosen is chosen. And right. yeah, you might remember the conversation from there. Yeah, I do remember it. I don't want to hear that, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's a we, possibility, we, Mike. We, you know, we, bo- I mean, yeah. we both got depressed as soon as you said that. Come on, man. You're right. killing us. You're killing anything us. Is, anything is possible. You know, you got three guys there for a reason. Right. Well, you you just picked on me for not believing what I've been told. So if, if we believe what we're told, then Tua should be ready to go, right? Yeah. Exactly. And that's it, that's that's interesting. Now, physically, he may be ready to go, but is he mentally? And that's that's the thing. Well, we I have mean, we have Lou here with us. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, <laughs> couldn't I couldn't resist that one? Do you guys think that Parker will maintain his level of play from last year? And do you think that uh, Williams will be able to come back from his uh, injury? Yeah, Parker Parker should be able to build on what he did last year as long as he's healthy. There's no reason to to not think he would do what he did. Uh, you've got Fitzpatrick throwing to him, maybe a little bit better offensive line, uh, better running backs, which means the play action becomes a better situation in regard to the team as a whole. So there's no reason to think that he won't have even a better year than he did last year because there's just some – there's there's probably going to be better players around them well, as long as everybody key, stays healthy. That's the key right there. I mean, yeah. it, there's pros and cons to that. More better players around him means more opportunities for the, everybody. Okay, 
And it also means that maybe he'll get a few less chances because everybody else is getting more. So it has to be split up, you know, whereas he was getting maybe the majority of the, uh, you know, opportunities last year. I, Mike, uh, but, I, I'd like to see a number, mm-hmm. you know, not to cut you off, but I'd like to see the number in regard to targets compared to other guys on the team. Because well, early on, I know Williams did have uh, more targets. Right, exactly. And then the second half of the season, Listen, you know, regardless of the fact, you know, he was productive. And I don't think he was getting the ball thrown his way 20 times a game. I think that Fitzpatrick did a very good job spreading it around last year, and I think you'll see much of the same. Getting back to your question, though, I think he'll be fine. I mean, I think he's going to have just as good, if not a better season, regardless of the fact you know, the factors that you just brought in. And in regard to Preston Williams, um, I haven't seen or heard anything different in regard to his injury being a hindrance to him. Everybody said he was running well today, so we'll see. Right. So we'll see what happens. I think they'll be fine. If he doesn't have any setbacks, that's a reason to be optimistic. Two big, strong guys playing on the outside. I mean, I like that tandem. I really do. You know, I thought they were playing great the first half of last season as a tandem. I just want to see Williams catch the ball a little more consistently. Mm-hmm. All right, can can we run the ball effectively? Uh, our running game is going to be imperative to keeping us balanced, and that's pretty much his question. Do you think we can have a successful ground game? And I would think that depends on the offensive line. I don't think we have to go too much further into that. And do you guys see the RPO becoming a large part of the offense, particularly after Tua takes over? And if you do, what do you think the running back splits would look like? You know, it's it's all a matter of which which way Gailey and Flores decide they want to go with this offense. And if the you know if you have offensive line. It comes together at all, then everything becomes a little easier. But that run pass option could be intriguing it's always on the table both I, guess, I guess the real question is how much do they want to run to him well that would be the issue is if he does get playing and i know that's what the question pointed to is is after tua came in mm-hmm. uh i mean just because he's healthy doesn't mean you want to put him out there you know in a, in a crash up derby event you know you probably want to protect him to some degree so i wouldn't think they would have him running voluntarily unless it was uh a, you know a design play that was that offered him some protection as far as the running backs go I feel it's going to be by committee unless somebody gets a hot hand and then they'll probably feed him the ball yeah, it could have to do with the opponent also you know if uh, a team struggles out wide maybe Brady gets the ball more you know if they're weak inside maybe Howard gets the ball more it, you know what I mean it just you game plan to take advantage of weaknesses that's it yep I think Brady early on will probably be the more productive guy uh-huh. he's got speed you know he'll he'll be able to make plays out of nothing more so than Jordan Howard would be and in the passing game obviously Breed is going to be a bigger factor as well so i think early on in the year you'll probably see Breda uh getting more of the playing time only because of the fact that i think he's just going to be more productive behind an offensive line that's uh trying to get it together linebackers so far are just a patchwork of bodies no studs just role players and i would say what's wrong with that 
<laughs> um, a Lawrence Taylor or uh, you well, know, somebody like that is what's wrong with that. Yeah, but how many Lawrence Taylors have you seen in your lifetime? I'd like to see one on our team. Uh, Mike. Well, so, look, you, 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 what team defense wins, and that was my point. Okay, yeah. you know we've seen it time and time again. We saw it with the Killer Bees. We saw it with the No Name defense, and uh, you know they had good players, no, no doubt. But they played well together, and they, they were you know, responsible for their areas. And that's what you need. And uh, with that, they get better. Yeah. If if you've got a bunch of role players uh, that, you know, the question was talking about, as long as they play those roles the way they need to be played, we'll be all good. It's no problem. That's it. What's the issue with X-Man? Seems to stay hurt all the time. That's not a question, Mike. That's a statement. That is. But obviously, that's his concern. So there's no question; it's just a statement, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to respond well, to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't think he stays hurt all the time. I think no. he's had he's he's had some unfortunate issues with his knee, and he's coming off a knee surgery. I'm sure he'll be fine. He just needs to recover. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's, I, you know, there's not a concern there. Uh, some, some, I mean, look at Devontae Parker. How many years was it? I mean. Xavier Howard's had what two injuries? Yep. You know, up to this point, I mean, it is what it is, and who knows how severe it was last year? I mean, maybe they just felt that look, you know, forget it. You know, we're not going anywhere this season anyway. Take the rest of the season off, recuperate. You know, get yourself completely healthy for next year, and then we get a few young guys in here to you know get some experience, and. Um, you know, so we'll see. I mean, I haven't heard anything in regard to him either, as far as him laboring um, in practice. Well, he hasn't there... been out. He hasn't been. He didn't practice. That's why he didn't hear anything. Right. Yeah. I well, mean, he. But he's. But, he's on the COVID list right now. It's not yeah, because he's of also. On, right. He's also no, no. He's also on the PUP. Oh, is he really? Is, yeah. Why is that? He is physically unable to perform. So is it due to the injury from last year? Yes, he's still rehabbing. Okay. Gotcha. 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 All right. Uh, what is the next step Coach uh, Flores is going to take? Does he overachieve again? Is he is he really that good of a coach? I mean, I personally, I think he's an excellent coach. But, uh, you know, we, we were high on Gase after his first season as well. And, um, you know, he went in the opposite direction. So you just never know. I mean, but from everything I've seen of him, and I think most all fans feel the same way, you know, they're, they're very happy with him. And uh, he brings a lot of positive things to the table. You know, you like his enthusiasm on the sideline. He's a fierce guy. And um, it's something different than what we've seen on the sideline over the last 10 some odd years. I mean, between Philbin and Gase and some of these other guys, I mean, you just didn't <clears throat> see it. You know, he shows a lot of emotion out there, and I think that, you know, that goes, that reflects on the players and and how they're playing a football game and how they're reacting to what your head coach is uh, doing out there. So I I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I I do too. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I feel Flores is going to be a legitimate coach, and uh, I have high expectations uh, whether he will overachieve again or not is a whole nother story. I, I, I think people need to temper their expectations. You know, we've still got a young team. We've got a lot of new bodies and 
you know, a lot of things are going to have to come, you know, the right way for this team to to win those eight games. So, I mean, I think he's going to have a bit of a plateau where he's going to do well. But, you know, we've got a tough schedule and, you know, there's only so much building that we're going to be able to do to overcome that schedule. So uh, I, th- I think we're all good with Flores moving forward. But I don't know. The, the crystal ball doesn't show a clear picture. You need to get a new crystal ball. Yeah, well, it I'll is tell a- you. I'll tell you what I see. I see a coach that demands discipline. Yeah, I, I see a coach that uh, demands winning, mm-hmm. and I like that. I, I really like his approach. You know what you did yesterday doesn't matter. I want to see what you do today, and uh, that's the approach that he has, and that's the approach that you have to have. So. I like him a lot, and I really do think he's going to be successful. Now, whether or not he's going to improve on last year, I couldn't possibly say because with this offseason, how can you know? Right. A lot, a lot, a lot of changeover. But we had a lot of changeover last year as the season was progressing, and you brought up a great point, Mike, in regard to the discipline. Uh, the penalties were not killing us week in and week out, which we've seen with past regimes. And um, you just didn't see that last year, regardless of all the movement. And we've got, we've had quite a, mo- quite a bit of movement in the off season this year, but I don't think you're going to see the movement as the season progresses, as we did last year. There's no way, unless we have a ton of injuries. Right. Um, but right now, I think that, you know, the guys that are on this roster, uh, or you know, are going to be the guys that are going to be here for the majority of the year. We're not going to see guys coming in week in and week out. So I think that's a positive thing, and I think that as long as they were disciplined last year and did all the right things, I think they're going to be even better in that aspect this year. So uh, as long as they compete week in and week out, I think we, we'll, we'll all be happy with that. All right. This is another Tua question, and I, I just think I'm going to handle it. It says, what is their plan with Tua if he is, in fact, 100% healthy when we see the field? Long gone are the days of quarterbacks needing a year plus watching and learning. If he is indeed healthy, I want to see him out there learning on the field. This is a complete 180 from my stance on this even a couple of months ago. And he goes on. But basically what he says is, I want to know early if Tua is our future or if I need to prepare myself to go to the draft again in a few years. And my answer to that is you're not the GM. You don't have to worry about a few years from now. What the coach has to worry about who is the best quarterback to play this week. And he'll make that decision. And if he feels it's Tua, trust me, Tua is going to be out there. And that's the best answer I can give you. Do you guys think we'll be able to stop the running game um, and stop opponents on third down, getting our defense off the field quickly? I feel strongly that we will be better than we were against the run last year. Why? Uh, Well, we brought in Ogba. We brought in Lawson. We've got Van Van Noy. We've still got McMillan. Uh, The additions that were made, you know, the defensive ends and such, uh, these are guys that were strong in run defense and edge contain, uh, something that we've been horrible at. So when you can't contain, it's very difficult to make a stop on third down. I feel our addition should make us a lot better in that area just because of the different personnel. So I feel we will be better at that. And would you agree with that, Lewis? 
Yeah, I mean, they're upgrades. I mean, compared to what we had at defensive end last year, I mean, these guys are better football players. It's that simple. And um, with better football players should come better. Should come better results. (laughs) Exactly. And, um, you know, plus you've got a few guys um, that are coming back like Van Ginkle and people like that, that you would hope would come out there and add to the depth that we have at some of those positions. I mean, Vince Beagle is an interesting player. Um, You know, he's a guy that might be in there on early downs. Who knows? I mean, we don't know how this is all going to evolve, but they they have to be better against the run. They were horrible last year. The pass rush was non-existent and uh, the run you know against the run they were just not a very the good defense was horrible last year yes it's that simple I mean they yeah. couldn't they couldn't do anything right and um, you know again you know they have better football players so they should have better production agreed and the last the last concern is that maybe our players haven't kept in the best shape and he's concerned they're gonna be uh, possibly getting hurt the first couple of games uh, because of the reduced practice and all of that. How do you guys feel about that? You think it's a possibility? I feel it's definitely a possibility, especially with some of the young guns that may not have learned yet how to maintain their body uh, when they don't have school coaches, you know, hounding them all the time about it. So it's definitely a possibility. They're not in football game condition. And we're not going to have preseason to really get some of that game condition under their belt. So, you know, there could be some losses early on. Yeah, I mean, this this is an interesting question. And the reason I find it interesting is because me personally, I think that these guys are going to be in better shape than what they normally are because all they're doing is basically – exercising Mm -hmm. and training and getting themselves in shape. I mean, now the play on the football field and blown coverages and that type of thing, I think you're going to see quite a bit of that. Uh, Guys not being on the same page. But in regard to their conditioning, guys, listen, they don't have any excuse as to not be in shape once the season starts. I mean, that's my personal opinion. And you know, if you look around the league, I mean, everybody's in the same boat. I mean, you know, it's not like teams up north are, are able to practice and we're not to, you know, in any in, in any different way, shape or form. So everybody's going to be on a level playing field. But as far as I'm concerned, I mean, these guys should be in the best shape of their lives because they haven't really had a lot other than that to do during this whole summer. If you yeah. can follow me on that. Come on. I I can't speak for everyone because, you know, everyone's different. But a lot of these guys have groups of athletes that they train with. Yes. And that's what they do during the offseason. You know, they take a couple of weeks for vacation and all that, but then they're back to work. Right. And, you know, I think most of the guys have some sort of routine that that they use to keep them in shape. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's going to be as big an issue as some people might think it's going to be. But I do agree with you, Lewis. On the field, it may be a different story. It may look a little sloppy for a while. Mm-hmm. Jim, were you about to say something? 
I was just going to say that, you know, the, I'm sure there'll be a few that were watching Netflix and eating Doritos. <laughs> oh, yeah, eating, the, the eating, linemen, the eating, linemen. <laughs> eating Doritos a little more than working out. So, uh, you know, that's my concern is some of the ones that haven't learned to be pros yet, uh, you know, might have a little problem there. That's all. I, I think they're all going to be fine, honestly. I don't think it's a, as big an issue as, as the question might make you think. But we'll see. You know, I could be wrong. They come out and three-quarters of them can end up on IR. Who knows? This is uncharted waters. That it is. Yeah. That oh, it is. All 32 teams are going to be in the same boat, so we'll see what happens. Well, you know, the, the more disciplined teams, the more veteran teams might have an advantage in this case, Jim. You know, we've got a lot of young players that, you know, may not be as responsible. A lot of young, hungry players, Mike. I mean, well, that's that a can, whole different thing. Right, that can, that work, can that go can, either right. way. Right. Agreed. I mean, sometimes the veterans are just uh, get a little fat and lazy. They, yeah, exactly. They're like, well, you know, they're half dogging it at this point. You know, they've got the big money and stuff. So, I mean, you know, that like again, that can go either way, and that's Agreed. why I thought the question was interesting because, you know, I, I think it's truly up to the individuals, and I think as a whole. Uh, you know, our coaching staff is going to look at these guys, and I'll tell you what, if they're not in shape, and that may be the reason why this guy got got his ass handed to him and he got a ticket out the door, is because maybe he just wasn't in, in shape, you know, o- over the course of the summer. So I think that, you know, it, it falls back to the coaching staff, and if these guys aren't in shape or some of these guys aren't, they're not going to be on the playing field. I mean, we're three weeks away, guys. I mean, you know, if they're not in shape at this point, then, um, you know, they're not going to be on the football field come come that first game. It's that yep. simple. All right, guys. That's yep. all I got for today. All right. Very so good. We will be back next week with something or another. There you go. <laughs> something or another. Something huh? or another. You know, I guess what we can talk about, you know, to us first six throws that we see, you know. And- <laughs> We can we'll evaluate each throw. Each throw, right? We'll take five minutes on each throw and if he did, you know. did his hips look fluid, you know? Yeah, right. That's silliness. Just yeah, let the let the things happen. We can talk <laughs> we can talk about when Tua will start again. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because you know, you you read the articles and they're all they're all flowing that direction, you know, to it, to it, to it. God, just relax, like I said before. Don't you long for the days when I mean Remember when Marino got drafted? I mean, yes. it, it was kind of just, you know, he was there, great. You right. know, we knew he was there. You didn't have all this hype. None of this. Have, none none of, of this. It. And then he came in, and he just, you know, he just lit it up. And that's yeah. what you want. You yeah, hate we had, this we had David Woodley at quarterback, okay, who was, you know, pretty awful. Right, but what I'm saying is is that the media just, it just yeah. pounds it. And just drills you with it day in and day out, every little thing, you know. I mean, it's like let the guys go out there, do it, and then come come football season, let's watch and, and have some fun with it. There's just so much over-evaluation on everything, everything across the board. It's just crazy. Well, especially the quarterback. Oh, especially a quarterback, especially yep. a rookie quarterback. Yeah. You know, a, a guy like a Tua, no question about it. I mean, I enjoy it to a certain extent because I want to know about Tua, but I don't want to know about Tua 24-7. I don't want to hear the same article written 72 different ways. Exactly. So, you know, if he looked good, great. He looked good. Let's move on. How do the linebackers look? You know, nobody talked about the linebackers. Right. (laughs) So, anyway, that's kind of what happens. So, 
All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me this evening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Fins up. Fins up, everybody. Fins up, doll fans. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Sports Social Podcast Network.